Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. And this is obviously the sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, released, I want to say, a year after the original, which is really short time frame between movies. Um, but obviously the studio knew they had a hit on their hands, and so they had to crank out a sequel without Wes Craven's help in this case because Wes Craven was like, dude... I'm done. Like it's a one and done. Um, in fact, the first movie he wanted it to end like that's it, just like have an actual ending. But if you've seen the original, you'll know that at the end, where you think you know everything is over. Oh, you know it's over. Freddy's dead. We're, we're good. Um, it's like gotcha. No, Freddy's not dead. He's still alive. And that was actually a studio request because of course you know the studios are in it for money right the directors are the the writer directors are the visionaries like i have this idea and it the story is you know it's complete but the studio's like nah you can't do that because we need to leave it open for a sequel and so of course they had to make a sequel um but west craven had no involvement in this one so this one takes place (laughs) i don't know maybe a year probably like a year a year after the first one um a new family has moved into that house that Nancy lived in. Uh, the bars are still in the windows. I'd say it's more than a year because everyone seems to have forgotten that stuff happened there. Because, <laughs> you know, like all this shit happened, you know, uh, Johnny Depp was murdered across the street. Um, you know, this family lived here, was terrorized by Freddie. Anyway, so this new family lives there now. Uh, no idea that bad stuff happened there. And so now Freddy is, it looks like he's, like Nancy beat him, but now he's come back like as a spirit who's trying to, it's not really clear what's going on. He's trying to possess this um, kid named Jesse so that he can do his bidding basically. He's like, come on, kill for me, Jesse, put it on. He's like taunting him to like take up the mantle, I guess. But it's not clear like how he's planning to do that because <laughs> there's really no rules established for this movie. But anyway, we'll get more into the details of all this stuff. Sam, what did you think of? I already know what you think of. But what did you think of an Iron Man Street Part Two, Freddy Freddy's Revenge? It was okay. I didn't care for it, but I didn't hate it either. Um, I mean, you explaining that it was pretty much just the studio kind of cranking out a sequel for the money that explains this movie <laughs> because. Uh, it, you could tell it was just kind of thrown together. and it, I mean, but it wasn't bad. Like I said, it, it wasn't terrible. I've seen worse scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that they kind of kept the whole dream-like feel of it because there's times where you couldn't tell if Jesse was dreaming or not. And he would... But it felt like a dream because you he would kind of just show up at a place kind of like you're in your dreams. You're like, oh, yeah, I was at, at our house, but it wasn't our house. It was kind of like that. Like, he would show up at a place that he shouldn't be, um, but then, and then he would show up at another place. You don't know how they got there, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, these people shouldn't be there either. But then when, in the morning, after Jesse wakes up and goes back to these places, he had, in fact, been at these places. And so it's like, wait, was he really there, or did it happen in his dream? So I like that they kept that dreamlike quality of it. It was kind of like sleepwalking for him. And I I know people who actually have sleep slept walk sleepwalked. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> How do you say that? Say that yeah. um, 
and it is a terrifying situation for the person sleepwalking. Uh, they don't, they don't know they're sleepwalking, and and so I feel like this movie did a good job of capturing that. So I think that's why I didn't hate the movie. Like I enjoyed that part of it. There are some funny things in there. Um, like you said, there was some like homosexual innuendos and stuff. So um, I like that it was progressive in that sense. And it was just okay. Like the acting was just kind of like meh. But I feel, I also feel like the story was just kind of like meh. And like Jesse, so Jesse moves into the house, like you said, that used to belong to um, the original girl, Nancy, Nancy and, and her yeah. mom. So he finds this diary of hers in the closet. And so he, you know, he's reading the diary and it's like, oh man, I guess something did go down here because she's writing about it. But I don't remember. Did she write in the first movie? She didn't write it in the Yeah, they never first. showed her in the first movie <laughs> writing Doesn't about what didn't. was happening yeah, yeah. to her. But if they were going to make it a point to bring it up in this movie, like, they should have brought it up in the first movie, I'm just saying. So you could tell they kind of just threw that in there to, like, tie this stuff together somehow. So I'm like, she was not writing about that stuff, but whatever. Um, so stuff like that was cheesy. And the part where he was, like, jumping on the bed, like, dancing while he was cleaning his room, that was, that was hilarious. cheesy. Um, <laughs> what else? Well, it's oh, funny, yeah. too, though, like, now that you're mentioning it, like, I forget that that's the same house because it doesn't look anything like the original house. Uh-uh. Like, the outside looks oh. exactly the same, but her room, like, like the room where he's like, oh, I found her diary. Like, in the first movie, I was like, was her closet even in that area? Like, I feel like the closet was that mirror door that Freddie jumped out of. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny that I never really thought about it until now. I was like, the 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 architecture the it, i mean the uh what do you call it the, the the floor plan in that house is totally different like yeah. than the first movie but anyway go ahead <laughs> yeah it was just weird you could tell it was like i don't want to say sloppy but just kind of like you could tell it was kind of like thrown together to make it work um what else was cheesy oh the family has like pet birds and so there's a whole scene where the birds like turn on them and it's pretty hilarious like it's literally uh, just like the camera like flying towards them yeah and then the birds like explode <laughs> yeah just popping uh, yeah there's like weird occurrences that happen which it's funny because it really has nothing to do with freddy it's like okay is is yeah. it the house haunted like what is what does that have to do with anything like was he just making it really hot like i don't know <laughs> it was weird but yeah i feel like we didn't see a lot of Freddy terrorizing these people like we did in the first movie. He was the the terrorizer, whatever you want to call him, in the first movie. So he was scary. He was someone you were running from. This one, they don't really show him until like the end of the movie, that whole like pool sequence. They don't really yeah. show Freddy chasing someone or hurting someone. You see it through the eyes of Jesse. You see jesse mostly so i feel like we're kind of, we were kind of robbed of the like freddy character a little bit in this movie um and then i just think the ending was really dumb too but I, they had to explain the whole possession thing so i guess that's how they wanted to do it oh yeah okay how they got jesse back yeah, you yeah. know i just thought it was really stupid like <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. Um, but yeah, like overall, it was an okay movie. I didn't really 
care for it, but I didn't hate it either. I didn't have a bad time. It was okay. It was more of like a joke movie, I feel like. So, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great movie. I mean, most of these sequels, uh, horror movies in, in, in particular, aren't particularly good. Um, this one, I feel like this one gets a, a, a lot of crap, but it's not that bad. Like you said, it's 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 decent. Like when you look back at something like Friday the 13th, that series went on for like, God, I don't know how many f- sequels, but I don't care for those movies. Those to me are really like schlocky and low budget and crappy. Like it's just, it's literally just an excuse to like show people being murdered in very gruesome, creative ways. This one, it's, yeah, it starts to do that, especially in like parts four and five. Well, even part three, really. But um, it's really, like you said, it's, it's a weird movie. Like it, it I, I didn't really quite know like the rules. You know the rules in the first movie. Don't fall asleep because if you do, Freddy will kill you in your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Um, in this one, it's like, okay, so Jesse shouldn't fall asleep because Freddy will possess him. But even when he's awake, it feels like Freddy's still pestering him. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. Like, there's not a solid, like, okay, when you're asleep, this will happen. When you're awake, this will happen. Because that, that, that pool scene you mentioned, I'm like, so are all these kids asleep? Is he, was he brought into the real world because he was working through Jesse? Like, it's not really explained which i'm guessing that's what it is like he he's able to possess jesse and jesse's like he's able to kill like even in daytime or even when even when jesse's people awake aren't, people aren't asleep yeah um what's also interesting is his design you don't see as much of his glove in this movie because those razor blade nails they come out of like jesse's hand so mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed like it was basically a, a gross freddy hand with like razor blades coming out of the finger like almost like fingernails mm-hmm. um which is interesting that's the only time you ever see that in any of these movies and then i did like that there was a close-up of freddie's eyes and i remember we were watching a desert with desiree and she was like oh his eyes and i was like yeah that, that really did look creepy because they he looked like inhuman and i think i was trying to figure out i was like what is it that why do they look like that and it's because he didn't have any like um What's the white part of your eye called? Well, that part. <laughs> he didn't have that. It was just like this big, like, almost like a like an animal's eye, you know? It was just like, like you had the the iris in the center and then the, the no, the pupil. I'm really bad with, with um, biology, <laughs> so I forget what the, all the parts are called. But anyway, so you don't, you don't see any, like, white in the eyes. So it's just, like, really, like, evil looking. But anyway, it's interesting because his makeup changes like in every movie in freddy like he looks different almost in every movie and this one he had like those really sunken in looking eyes and i don't know if it was because he was supposed to be like not really well freddy possessing like somebody or whatever but anyway yeah the really the most memorable scene is that pool scene um because it has that famous line where he's like you're all my children now and he's like got his arms stretched out like (laughs) (laughs) and then all the kids are like freaking out but anyway um that's really it that's that's the most memorable part of that movie i think that's if anything that's the part people remember from that movie um but other than that yeah kind of a forgettable sequel i mean it's it's decent but the third one which i don't know if we're gonna watch it or not i mean i've seen it of course but the third one kind of picks back up into the 
main story. Like it goes back to the first one and it's like, okay, this is actually, this one's actually a sequel to the first movie. This one, like you said, it was definitely like a cash grab. Like, oh, we made a shit ton of money on the first one. Let's crank out another one. I just can't believe they did it in a year. Like they must have started yeah. filming it the at the same time as the first movie was coming out. It's just weird. Um, because usually it takes like two years in between movies, you know, <laughs> there are sequels, you know, like it's crazy that they did it in a year's time. But anyway, uh, like you said, it shows that it was done in a year. Um, oh, and also a uh, little nerd factoid. You can see Robert England, AKA Freddy Krueger without his Freddy Krueger makeup and everything at the very beginning of the movie. He's the bus driver. Um, and he actually is the bus driver as Freddie as well, but <laughs> you see him like at the beginning without any makeup on, he's just like driving the bus. Um, yeah, but that was it. Is there anything else you wanted to add to Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddie's Revenge? Yeah. If you didn't care for the first movie, then I would say just skip this one. Oh yeah. You're not going to um, like this one at all. If you like, didn't like the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm sorry, you did touch on something that I forgot to mention, the whole homoerotic thing. So I didn't, of course, you know, as a kid, I didn't pick up on any of that um, when I saw this when I was younger. But um, I remember watching like behind the scenes or making of or whatever. And I think the writer was gay or is gay. I don't know if he's still alive. But so he definitely had like put some like undertones in there. Um, and then the actor himself, the one that plays Jesse, is a gay actor as well. So it was interesting because um, there are some like very like overt, you know, uh, homosexual themes. Like the, when he goes to that leather bar or whatever, yeah. I was like, oh, the coach likes to hang out at this leather bar. And then he actually goes there and, you know, there's all this, you know, all these like people like dressed in leather just like hanging out. And the coach is there. He's got like this leather vest on. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's such a weird scene because – Jesse's there and of course he's not supposed to be there. He's underage ordering a beer or whatever. And then the coach catches him, which is funny because in real life, I feel like the coach would have like run out of there like, oh shit, <laughs> this kid's going to see me. But that coach was like, nope, you're not supposed to be drinking. So we're going to go back to the the school and you're going to run some laps. That whole sequence is one of those where it feels like it's a dream because yeah. it's like, what is this really happening? Like really? You would take him back to the gym to run laps for that instead of just tell, taking him home or something? Yeah, like? it's, re- it's a really weird scene i mean i like it because of that like you said it has this weird dream-like quality like this is something that would happen in a dream and then of course the next morning he thinks like that was a weird and then it turns out it was like you said it was real um or at least the consequences of what happened are real so anyway but uh aside from that there's like um i don't i don't i think i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it but i think they were trying to say something about like uh, Jesse, him like battling with with Freddie or trying to suppress Freddie was like him trying to suppress his like homosexual fe- oh. urges. Yeah, it's like all this all this like hidden undertones, and I was like, wow, this can be studied in that way then as like a, a like a subversive like homosexual yeah. film instead of as a straight horror film. <laughs> Excuse the pun, as a straight horror film. Um, but anyway. Uh, I'd have to go back and rewatch that making of because I'm like, I remember they made some other points and I was like, that's interesting. I could totally see that because the little girlfriend was just like, like, when are we going to have sex right. already? And, she's and everyone's asking them like, oh, aren't y'all having sex already? Basically like over and over and over again. 
And she's feeling the same way. And I think she starts thinking like, God, is there something wrong with me or, you know, whatever. And then they finally start to get intimate and, you know, Freddie ruins it and Jesse has to leave. And so, of course, the girl's like crying and she thinks something she did something wrong yeah. or there's something wrong with her. Why Jesse's not attracted to her. Right. Um, but, you know, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and then you have to remember. And then and then I think they made this point in the in the, the behind the scenes. And it's like. Not only do they stop, like does he like interrupt the whole thing, but where does he run to at that point? Oh, he runs that to that guy. that guy friend that he has, yeah. you know, and it's a platonic friendship, but there there's that again, there's that undertone of like, well, is that who he'd rather be with, that mm-hmm. guy? And he can't he just can't express that because, you know, it's the closeted eighties and stuff. And then um he even says, like, come on, man, there's a girl out there waiting for you. She's wanting to, like, get down your, yeah. in your pants and you're over here with me or whatever. Yeah. So it's this whole thing. And, of course, that's who he ends up, like, he turns into Freddy there in front of him. But it's weird. It's like I could see it in that in that light. as, And it's a, it's a totally different experience when you think of it in that in yeah. that fashion. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, that was the last time they were allowed to do something like that with one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. <laughs> like, t- take it in this other level. Uh, then the rest of them are pretty straightforward. But uh, anyway, I guess that was all we had to say about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was about it. Yeah, that's about Where it. Where can they watch this movie? So, oh, yeah. So all of the whole series, which I definitely recommend watching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I love these movies. And no matter how cheesy they are, I love them because just I grew up watching these these movies um the whole nightmare on elm street series it's seven films in total which yeah. which isn't a lot when you think about how many sequels like like i said friday friday the 13th has like 13 or 14 like it's got a ridiculous amount of really? sequels yeah i could be wrong but it seems like an eternity uh even halloween i think had seven or eight and then of course they're remaking it and remaking it again and making new sequels which we're gonna watch tonight um but anyway uh the seven movies in the Nightmare on Elm Street series are all available on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Uh, I have the Blu-ray <laughs> that was signed by Robert England himself and Amanda Weiss. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast, but I'm saying it again. Um, but if you don't want to do that and get it signed and everything, then you can just watch them on HBO Max. But, uh, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front. Um. Yeah, let us know what movies you like to. We always ask ask y'all to do that, and you never do. So we just keep watching <laughs> the movies you want to watch. So, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.